Welcome to another episode of Tag Talks. Uh, I'm General Greg Johnson, and I'm the 63rd uh, Adjutant General of the United States Army, and I'm very excited today to be uh, surrounded by a group of some, some outstanding professionals that really do a lot of work uh, for the Army and soldiers and units all around awards and decorations. So today we have three individuals that really help run uh, the overarching Army's program for awards and decorations. Uh, and, you know, those three people are really the, the, the chief, Major Grecky Fielder, um, the chief warrant officer uh, for Wickstrom, and also Dennis Christensen. Uh, and both are, are, all three are here today to, to talk a little bit about the mission of ADB, or what we call ADB, the Army's uh, award and decoration branch uh, here in the TAG. Uh, but they're also here to talk uh, about some of the things that we're doing to take care of soldiers and, and new innovative things that we're pushing uh, to take care of units and soldiers and commanders out in the Army. So let's just go around the horn and tell, tell me a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the, the meat of the discussion about what you do for the Army. So, Grecky, go ahead. All right, good morning, sir, and thank you for the introduction. Um, Major Grecky Fielder, Awards and Decorations Branch Chief. I've been the, in the job for uh, about 19 months. Um, and uh, I've held various jobs from the tactical to uh, enterprise level, um, with my most recent job being the uh, Human Resource Operations uh, Center Chief at uh, 4th ID. Um, so a little bit about our mission. Um, in the Awards and Decorations branch, we manage the Army's uh, Awards and Decorations program, and so um, it is our job to enable Army leaders um, and, and ensure soldiers, veterans, um, family members, and, and civilians are uh, provided timely and appropriate recognition um, for, you know, valorous acts, ex exceptional service, um, as well as their achievements. And so some of our essential tasks are um, just executing, uh, um, we execute the proponent responsibilities uh, for awards and decorations. Um, so we're the proponent for AR 600-8-22, which is military awards. Um, we manage delegations um, as well as uh, exceptions to policy. Um, we conduct the various awards boards, um, you know, from unit awards boards to some of the senior level, level awards um, boards. Um, we respond to congressional inquiries on behalf of the, you know, SEC Army as well as the Army G1. Um, and various other, you know, senior level officials. Um, and we, we process uh, individual unit awards uh, to include awards for foreign personnel and uh, sister service uh, concurrence and um, many other things. Um, so. Yeah, many other things. I mean, that's <laughs> a, a, that's yes. a whole heck of a lot. <laughs> yes. um, you know, I, I wrote down a, a few things. I mean, the first thing that jumps out, you've been in your job 19 months. I mean, yes, from, from an Army standard, I mean, that means you are the expert, you know, running around uh, the Army right now for awards. And I know we have your, your, your two other superstars on your team, but uh, that, that's a lot of focus and time in a very, very tough job. Um, and, you know, from my perspective, you're, you're doing a pretty dang good job of, of doing all that you kind of outlined uh, and, and talked about um, here. You know, 608.22, okay, you guys, I know you guys are working on it, right? You yeah. know, it's been around for a little while and it obviously has done a lot of updates and you guys are, are working on that. So we'll, we can talk that um, in, the, in, the, in the program today. And then I, I like the fact that you said manage. 
you know, you're managing because there's a whole lot of leadership involved at every level that, that makes the Army's award program run, right? Commanders have tremendous amounts of responsibility in this process and this program uh, for recognizing units and soldiers. So I, I like that you said manage because uh, we're not some, you know, I don't know, robot at the top of the system just making these rote decisions up here. We're, we're, we're part of the uh, whole army family uh, meant to, to to really take care of um, you know recognizing uh, just outstanding achievement across the board. Um, but let me let me throw it over to Chief. Um, you know I don't know I'm doing the whole honor right here because Chief seems to know everything about awards. Um, we're, we're really lucky to have her on the team. Uh, but Chief, tell us a little bit about yourself. Good morning, sir. Thank you for the introduction and thank you for the opportunity to be part of this podcast. Um, CW4, Detricia Wickstrom. I've been assigned to the team for two and a half years, um, 30 months. Not that I'm counting, sir, but yes, I've been part of this. 30 months. You got your beat, Gregory. <laughs> I say, who is, sir? I am the um, chief of the, I'm the policy chief for the awards and decoration branch. Um, my job as a policy chief is overseeing AR, the changes and the updates to AR 600-8-22. We also manage and process exception to policy staff actions for the regulation. Anything that's an exception to current policy that comes through our office and our team. Also, I serve as the primary advisor to my high-speed boss, Major Grecky Fielder. Nice. I love it, right? Um, sir, so basically, I'm excited to be part of this team and making change for the Army because our job, our what we do here affects the whole Army and the awards program, and, and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, I like you said, it's fun. I mean, it, it's a hard job. You know, there's a lot of inquiries, right? There's a lot of things in play all the time. Um, and then, you, you know, it's just uh, at the end of the day, they're pretty rewarding, right? You, yes, you know, sir. Taking care of folks and, and being able to help award units and, and, and soldiers for just outstanding things. And then even, you know, we'll talk a little bit maybe about, you know, relooks too, right? There's always relooks of awards and, and other special projects that we're tasked to do, which, which are just, um, I don't know, makes it really, uh, I think, a rewarding, you know, job to have in the AG Corps and in the Army. So we're lucky to have you, Chief, that 30 minutes, you know, maybe we can extend it another 30 months. Um, yes, sir. No, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, uh, yeah, great to have you on. And then, uh, you know, Dennis uh, Christensen, one of our fine civilian employees here at, at HRC and at ADB, um, you do a, a whole lot, right, policy analyst, you know, superstars probably in the, in the, in the job description. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, first, thanks for having me, sir. Again, I'm Dennis Christensen. Um, so I've been with Awards and Decorations Branch for just going on seven years. Um, four of those now coming oh, down. Oh, seven years. Okay, yes, he has your beat, Chief. Yes, sir. Not with knowledge, but time. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting at right around four years on the policy team. Yeah. Um, as you said, we kind of just manage the awards for the Army. Um, on the policy side, we see more regulation-based things, exceptions to policy, as Chief mentioned, foreign awards, foreign badges, sister service, data codes, things of that nature. So we kind of kind of fall under an umbrella, but we have good support in our branch to be able to manage everything. Yeah, awesome. Well, well thanks for being uh, here today, all, all three of you, and, and Dennis, thanks for being on the team for, for such a long time. I mean, you. you know, that, that, that expertise and that history um, really allows us to understand where we've been and kind of where we think we need to go as we continue to, you know, shape our ops to, to support the Army um, as, we, as we move forward. Um, Okay, so I got a, a bunch of questions kind of on the on the docket here that that uh, I want to ask, and you know we can talk about 
Um, so let's kind of start with unit awards, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Afghan retrograde awards, uh, HKIA uh, for short, and then we can talk foreign badges, um, and then maybe a little bit about named operations as well. So some of this stuff, right, has been out in the Army, right? We've seen some stuff in Army times, we've seen some stuff in social media, so part of this just talking through it uh, for, for the teammates in the Army, uh, and then highlighting some new things. So Chieflet? Maybe t talk a little bit about unit awards and what's new and what we're, we're working on, uh, and maybe just a little bit about the unit awards program uh, for the Army. For the unit awards, historically in the past, unit awards has taken anywhere from 18 months to 24 months to get completed from start to finish. Um, as you stated, by the time the unit award is complete, a lot of the soldiers have departed the organization. And this is due to the fact that the multiple agencies that the unit award had to go through prior to. So once our office receives the award, it goes before the board. Once it leaves the board, it goes to the DCSG one for approval authority. And basically once the award departs HRC, it's out of our hands. We can't really suspense the outside agencies, i.e. the DSCG one, CMH, TACOM, and et cetera. So basically those were some reason why the awards were taking longer than usual. So when our team came on, we did like a, a decision brief, a mission analysis brief, like, hey, how can we make this better for the field? How can we approve this, getting the unit's awards out there to them so the soldiers can know, hey, that this award is approved and you are authorized this unit award. So in an effort to reduce the timeline, um, our team came up with, hey, versus having quarterly boards, let's do monthly boards. And by having monthly boards, this basically allows us to get more awards to the board and they don't have like a pile of awards to approve at one time, yeah, right. then we can push it to CMH, sir, so they can start the process so they don't get backlogged. You know, so these are things that we started to utilize within our section to um, improve the processing of unit awards. And um, it has um, reduced the time frame. And also another initiative that we put in place was once the award is back from the DCSG one approved, we're going to issue a memorandum for where. It's not an official document that's going to be able to be posted in the soldier's IPERM record, but it is um, letting the command know that this award has been approved and the soldiers authorized to wear it, and basically just pending the official orders once we get the CMH lineage and heritage back. So. Yeah, but I think that's fantastic. I mean, for, from my perspective, it's always taken a little bit of time to do unit awards. Um, it, you know, and if you've been in, you know, in the last 20 years, you know, as you deploy, you, you know, most units do unit awards. So some of that stuff takes a lot of time, and there was always a comment on, man, i got to wait until, you know, the entire thing's, finished to then wear it and then try and track down soldiers wherever they're at, you know, some separate, you know, uh, et cetera. So um, you guys, you know, I think solve that, you know, in a certain case, uh, you know, by by allowing that. And you what, recently put out a MILPR um, that, that authorizes that, right? Yes, sir. We put out a MILPR message to let the field know, hey, this is our new initiative. This is what we're doing to ensure that the soldiers get recognized prior to their part in the organization, sir. Yeah, and that's just good good news, I think, overall for folks in the Army. And then, you know, you guys moving the, 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 the board, right, to a monthly cadence. A little more work, honestly, for you guys, but I think it was absolutely the right call because it's, you know, how do you, how do you start to move, um, you know, the actions that we have, you know, inside ADB just that little bit faster uh, and then get it, you know, going to the G1 and, and everywhere else it needs to go uh, to get approved. So that, that's awesome, awesome innovation on, on your, on your, point, uh, on your uh, team's part. Um, so, you know, what goes into a packet? 
you know, give me give me like the five W's on. Okay, if you're in a unit, you know, what goes into this packet, and and you know that that gets up here to to HRC. Sir, the packet includes the DA form seventy five ninety four. That's basically the unit award recommendation. It's a six page document. Um, the, this document needs to be routed through the higher headquarters and the intermediate level command authority prior to being submitted. The unit has to consolidate the narrative and a citation. And then you have to complete a page of all the units um, listed that was part of that organization or doing the operation um, on that six on that seventy five ninety five. Yeah. And then it's submitted to us. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, and then so if you just are listening to this this uh, tag talks, like where can you go find that? Like written down? Is that on the web page? Is that? Yes, sir. That? So we have this the requirement listed in our regulation AR six hundred eight twenty two. And then also if you go to the HRC awards and decoration web page, we have all the information that's required for a unit award and unit submission unit award submission to HRC outlined there. And I recommend the feel go to the web page for yeah. the latest and greatest information pertaining to any awards update for our branch yeah it makes sense so that, that there's the plug for the website um, that you know get on out on the website and and, uh, and see that um, I'll probably circle up uh, here in a, in a in about a month or so with another tag sends that has that link on it too just to, to highlight it specifically and then we'll put the milper on that that changed the the where um, uh, parameters for, for unit awards as well um, yeah, you guys are just doing good work there. Um, just want to say it out loud. Um, hey, let's talk HKIA. So, right, so Afghan retrograde operations, HKIA, you know, we call it a lot of things. You know, maybe just talk a little bit about what, uh, what the guidance was coming out of DOD and what we've done to kind of process that, uh, those actions. All right, so in reference to the HKIA um, unit award for the MUP, a lot of, um, with the SecDef and the POTUS directive that was published August of 2021, it waived a lot of the requirements for a unit award. Like for the Meritorious uh, Service uh, Unit Award, the MUC, it's required that the unit needs to be OCONUS and at least six, six months on ground. But with that directive, it waived all of that. It waived the requirement for us to have a unit board. It doesn't require the DCSG1 approval because it was already approved by the POTUS, correct, right? Right. right. So that allows us to expedite the award process. So basically this month we're looking at getting it versus a eight to nine months. Now it's going to be like three months. Units should be able to get their award recommendations saying, hey, your award for the month has been approved and your screener and all that stuff published. Yeah, so, that, that, that's awesome. Yes, um, sir. And, and I know you guys are running working groups and, and really getting G1s out, out in the Army to understand, even on the joint side of the house, understand what was needed for those awards. So um, obviously you're moving pretty quick and, and getting those uh, through the wickets and getting approved for, for units that were involved. Right, sir. So we already have our binding list from all the units. The units are already, the list is already at CMH being processed for them to verify the unit heritage and lineage. So, so we're moving, our timeline is, we're right on time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, let's talk foreign badges. Woo, foreign badges. Okay, who wants to take that one? Mr. Christensen. Sorry. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, so, hey, you know, there, I, I, I'm always um, really interested in, in foreign badges. There's a lot, uh, first and foremost, right, that are available um, for commanders to, to, to utilize and, and shape. Uh, how they how they uh, you know build a cohesion in their units, um, but maybe just talk a little bit about that, and then we can talk a, maybe a little bit about what what what's uh, kind of transpired over the last couple of months with with the uh, foreign badges. 
Yes, sir. So AR600-8-22 has two appendices, uh, Delta and Echo. Uh, Delta covers foreign badges and Echo covers foreign, pretty much all other foreign decorations, whether it's an award or service medal. So with that being said, our website, again, here's another plug, is it's a live document. So we can consistently update that versus the regulations. So just a note to the field, always go there first to see if it's in there because those are already approved. And with that, we allow 07 and above field commanders to be the final approval authority on the acceptance and wear memorandum. However, into the <clears throat> kind of our most recent issues we've had with, with the form badges, and really it, it comes down to we were, we were made aware through a couple inquiries to our office of, of some, some badges starting to pop up that were essentially charging a fee to the soldier. These weren't specifically charged like the unit where it was kind of predetermined through through G8 and everything that funds were allocated for this. These were, yeah, sure. you know, individual soldiers, cadets, um, paying out of pocket for these. So it kind of prompted us to kind of start looking into those specific ones as it regards the United States code, not so much just DOD and Army policy. So as far as that goes, all we can say specific to those, and I know there's a, there's a lot of people in the field wondering about those specific two awards. Um, they're currently pending legal review. Um, we just want to ensure that if soldiers are paying a fee, it's not breaking the law not breaking the United States code. And then second, Chief brought up one day a good point. We, we hadn't even thought about that point when we were doing our review, and that is how does paying a foreign entity possibly relate to a soldier getting a security clearance in the future or that investigation process? Could that kind of slow it down? What could it do? So we're kind of looking at it from a, a different perspective for a second to, one, ensure we're protecting the soldier while also trying to maintain the integrity of the awards program. Yeah, sure. And you know, a couple couple things in play for me, you, you know, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a big commander, you know, kind of guy. Um, I, I generally, you know, trust commanders uh, in, in their decision making. So in this case, too, it's like, hey, we want to push um, that ability and authority, um, you know, as, as best as we can um, to approve these types of awards uh, while also doing Right, the legal checks to make sure we're safeguarding, you know, so we don't, uh, you know, kind of break the law in these cases. So that's that's why we're doing the, doing the the, the security check, uh, we're doing the legal check, et cetera. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we're, we're going to land pretty heavily on commanders' uh, discretion um, as as they take a look at these badges and how these badges are awarded, um, and the reg kind of highlights that. So. And then in the rewrite, right, as you guys are working on the rewrite um, of the reg, you know, we'll, we'll make sure that some of the stuff is outlined um, in, in the way that it needs to be based on, you know, your staffing. Um, and then, you know, for folks out there, you know, we I've asked the team, hey, you know, get, get a little engaged on social media. Um, so we want to, we want to, we're, we're really trying to push the, the information flow as to as many avenues and, and, and areas that we can so folks are, are, are educated on, all of the things that the tag is doing. So you know, ADB and awards is just one area, um, and so that's that's why we've we've you know have a little bit of an uptick on on engagement out there. Um, and in this case, you know, we're just working through the details, um, but uh, we're we're going to land pretty solidly on supporting commanders' discretion um, as we as we move forward. So, um, Dennis, thanks for always being involved. You're um, welcome. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sometimes. Sometimes the answer is not what soldiers ultimately want, um, but you, you know there's a lot of things in play uh, that we want to make sure is is, is legitimate and, and safeguarded as as we execute this policy uh, for for the army. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, named operations. 
um, and what kind of awards you get for named operations. I mean, this tends to be, Chief, right, a question that's always asked. Hey, I'm going on the Operation Atlantic Resolve, right, or I'm just deploying. I'm deploying to Poland. Um, you know, what, what am I authorized, um, you know, in, in that kind of an operation or that kind of a mission set? Um, maybe talk a little bit about that. So in reference to the Operation Atlantic Resolve, currently, because it's not considered like an official name operation that's listed in DOD, um, there was a exceptional policy that was submitted through USERA, um, USERA, USERA G, uh, G1 for them to get the overseas service ribbon. So for these organizations, these are units that are mobilized and their mobilization starts at home station, either at Fort Bragg, Fort Bliss. So that time really don't count to their actual deployment when they go, go overseas to participate in this operation. So the G1 there submitted an ETP and it was approved by the G1 to allow them to be able to receive the overseas world um, overseas service ribbon for their time served in Atlantic Resolve. And with Atlantic Resolve, a lot of, um, for the field that don't understand that the reason why this assumption of policy was approved, sir, is because once the soldier um, deployed to Germany, they go to Poland, Romania, different places, and each location has a different requirement for tour completion. So the DCSG1 waive all of those requirements regardless. So you can be in one location for four months, but if you serve that particular time, 270 days, and even though the requirement is for 12 months, you're still authorized to overseas service ribbon. Yeah. As far as like the HSM, the FSM, those requirements has to be approved by the SECDEF. So once the COCOM comes back off that deployment and they feel that their unit or that actual um, operation meets the requirement, they can submit up to the SECDEF for approval for them to receive those type of awards for those non-name operation like that are listed on our DOD website, sir. Yeah. Again, another plug for the website, right? You got a lot of this stuff kind of hanging on the HRC website that explains this, right, Chief? Yes, sir, we do. Yeah, we're just nudging everybody listening that uh, that's probably a good first starting point. You know, if you're in an S1 shop and you're deploying, um, you know, hey, take a look at that website to see, hey, this is what I'm authorized. Um, I, you know, I know before this, this session today, we talked about personnel annexes in the middle of the war and, you know, what, what G1s put together, um, et cetera. Um, a lot of times we used to see that information in those personnel annexes. Um, but, you know, always, right, the, the, help, the help button is the HRC website, and then the help button beyond that is probably you, right, Chief? You know, or Grecky or Dennis, because um, I know you're always willing to engage with folks asking questions and, and, and call on just to, just to help out and level set. Um, hey, let's let let me throw a curveball at you. You know, we're we're about to go live with Ipse, uh, which is really exciting. You know, for me, um, it, you know, seeing seeing Ipse uh, get out to the entire army. Um, what 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 kind of changes have you seen on awards um, as we go live with Ipse? Um, as going live with Ipse, sir, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to see that um, it takes is very transparent. And IPSA, with IPSA and with all the capabilities of IPSA, it give the we can provide more analysis to our commanders in reference to how many awards we process that year because those records we file within the in the soldiers KSD. Um, the user manual for IPSA chapter 17 for awards and decoration is so user friendly. Basically, step by step, it tells you what happens 
if a transaction don't go, if the order don't get um, uploaded to the soldier's iPerm right away, and let the HR professional know right away, this is what you're gonna have to do. You have to wait 30 days for that order to be posted to that soldier's iPerm. We know that for a lot of the AG community, that's not gonna be working for a lot of people for boards and stuff, but it let the HR pro know, hey, now I need to submit a trouble ticket or whatever so we can get this fixed. So it's very transparent, very user-friendly or whatever. And then the soldier knows is no more like, you know, so it's, I'm excited about it, sir, yeah. and the way ahead. And for the awards that are processed here with that HRC awards and decoration branch, it's a little extra more steps to our process, but it's very, um, we don't, it would eliminate a lot of phone calls, like what's the status of this award? What's the status of this award? Because that HR pro or that S1 pool can go into IPSA and say, hey, it's currently with it at the ADB. So that would eliminate some phone calls to the S1s or to us. Yeah. They can see where the award at throughout the whole process. Yeah, I mean, you're doing awards inside of IPSA, which, yes, which, yeah, I think is the exciting part and that transparency of, hey, the AAM or the ARCOM, it's, it's, it's here. Yes, um, the soldier can kind of see that, which, you know, again, that transparency I think is good for the Army um, and, and terribly exciting for me just to get it on uh, onto the um, you know the shelf per se, get it in play for for the army and for everybody um, out out uh, serving in the army. So pretty exciting. And you said chapter seventeen in the IPSA user manual. There you go. There's the awards and decorations. I'm excited. There's awards and decorations. Um, so if you're you're an S one or a G one out there and you you don't totally understand the awards process for with IPSA, there you go. Chapter seventeen. Uh, lays it all out um, and complete your HR pro training because um, I know there's a section in there on awards and how those are processed. Um, so, Greggy, maybe just tell me a little bit about some broad trends uh, that you, you've seen after your, you, you said 19 months, but it seems like forever that you've been here. Um, and then, uh, then I think we'll, 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 we'll uh, close the tag talks for this session. Broad trends. Um, hmm. So for awards that are not processed within the time frame, so by regulation, we state any awards that are not processed um, within a two-year time frame it has to be referred by a member of Congress. Um, so for those, those retroactive awards, often they are sent to our office without the proper signature. So even though that commander who had authority to approve the awards at that time no longer has that authority, um, they still have to endorse the award. So that soldier's former chain of command, or if it was for, you know, a combat award, their former, you know, wartime chain of command, they still have to endorse that award. And um, so I don't think um, the field understands that. So we often have to return awards um, for signatures, um, as well as, you know, additional support and documentation. Um, other trends. Well, two two years, okay. right? I think that's a, that's a stomping yes. point, right? Yes, so if yes, you go sir. past the two year threshold, right, then you're doing a right, a different process. Yes, yes, sir. And you know, and and sometimes it's a little frustrating for the field. Um, you know, we've had to engage, although we cannot direct a commander, you know, um, a former former commander, what to do. You know, we do try to, you know, assist. You know, so sometimes I do have to send an email to a G1 and say, hey, you know, 
uh, this soldier or this, you know, leader is trying to get an award, um, a retroactive award process. You know, I understand your commander no longer has that authority or, you know, your supervisor no longer has that authority, but they, you know, they do have to endorse it. So please, you know, yeah, let's take yeah. care of this soldier um, and get this award, um, you know, signed and processed. Yeah, get those signatures. Yes, get those signatures. Um, exactly. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, I, so. you know, another plug. Right. So I'm, I'm sure uh, that is on the website as well. Right. You know, yes, so you got some some clarifying information there. So if you go past that to your threshold um, and then, you know, the, the again, the help button. Right. You can call the team here. Uh, and we can walk you through um, if you have this, some big questions. You know, Dennis, what were you going to add? <clears throat> Major Fielder already answered it. So we've been getting a lot of inquiries lately along with that 1130 process and the chain of command. There is times where you may run into a scenario where um, one of the intermediates or the approval that, as Major Fielder uh, just mentioned, has to sign it may be deceased. In that scenario, you know, we tell them to fill in the information and if you can provide an obituary. And then there's sometimes former commanders that just do not want to sign it for whatever reason. And, and we tell them at that point, you can just put uh, that commander's information in there and, and a simple note um, wasn't willing to, to even provide a recommendation yeah, or right. something at that, at yeah. that point. But um, that was really it with as far as 1130 process. Yeah, goes. you know, and I, I like the fact that you're working with folks, right? So you give them, you give them some options here as they're working to process this. Because uh, at the end of the day, we're trying to recognize soldiers for doing, you know, great things and not trying to be over overtly bureaucratic on our team. It's it's almost exactly the opposite. It's like, hey, how do we how do we get all this package so we can we can process it together? Um, hey, I, I'm extremely happy and and enthused that uh, that we got this done today. Uh, thanks for for all being here. You know, Grecky Chief and Dennis, um, you do a fantastic job supporting the Army. Um, you know, we don't always. We don't always pat you on the back, you know, but uh, but I know I know the heavy lifting that you're doing to, to do all all, all of uh, the above uh, of what we just talked about today. So thanks. Thanks for being here and, and being part of the team and, and taking care of soldiers. And, you know, hey, if we're going to leave everyone with with a couple of thoughts, it's hey, check out the website because the website has has everything. Um, you know, IPSA is right, right about to happen. So chapter 17, you know, get in the fight, you know, and figure out, you know, the specifics. Um, and then, you know, if all that fails, you could probably call Grecky Chief and Dennis and they're going to answer your phone call and help you out. Yes, so. I'm the only one in global. Grecky Fielder, easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, yeah, coming to a close here, I uh, appreciate uh, you listening uh, to Tag Talks. Uh, looking forward to, to doing these uh, over the next couple of years uh, here in the tech. So just tag 63, sign it off. On uh, onto the um, you know the shelf per se, get it in play for, for the army and for everybody um, out, out uh, serving in the army. So pretty exciting. And you said chapter 17 in the IPSA user manual. There you go. There's the awards and decorations. I'm excited. There's awards and decorations. Um, so if you're, you're an S1 or a G1 out there and you, you don't totally understand the awards process for with IPSA, there you go. Chapter 17 uh, lays it all out. Um, and complete your HR pro training because um, I know there's a section in there on awards and how those are processed. Um, so, Grecky, maybe just tell me a little bit about some broad trends uh, that you've, you've seen after your, you, you said 19 months, but it seems like forever that you've been here. Um, and then uh, then I think we'll, 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 we'll uh, close the tag talks for this session. Broad trends. 
Um, so for awards that are not processed within the time frame, so by regulation, we state any awards that are not processed um, within a two-year time frame, it has to be referred by a member of Congress. Um, so for those, those retroactive awards, often they are sent to our office without the proper signature. So even though that commander who had authority to approve the awards at that time no longer has that authority, um, they still have to endorse the award. So that soldier's former chain of command, or if it was for, you know, a combat award, their former, you know, wartime chain of command, they still have to endorse that award. And um, so I don't think um, the field understands that. So we often have to return awards um, for signatures, um, as well as, you know, additional support and documentation. Um, other trends. Well, two two years, right? I think that's a, that's a stomping yes. point, right? Yes, so if yes, you go sir. past the two year threshold, right, then you're doing a a different process. Yes, yes, sir. And you know, and and sometimes it's a little frustrating for the field. Um, you know, we've had to engage, although we cannot direct a commander, you know, um, a former former commander, what to do. You know, we do try to, you know, assist. You know, so sometimes I do have to send an email to a G1 and say, hey, you know, uh, this soldier or this, you know, leader is trying to get an award, um, a retroactive award process. You know, I understand your commander no longer has that authority or, you know, your supervisor no longer has that authority, but they, you know, they do have to endorse it. So please, you know, get, let's take get. care of this soldier. Um, and get this award, um, you know, signed and processed. Yeah, get those signatures. Yes, get those signatures, um, exactly, yes, sir. Yeah, but, I, so. you know, another plug, right? So I'm sure uh, that is on the website as well, right? You yes, know, yes, so you got some, some clarifying information there. So if you go past that to your threshold. Um, and then, you know, the, the again, the help button, right? You can call the team here. Uh, and we can walk you through um, if you have some big questions. You know, Dennis, what were you going to add? <clears throat> Major Fielder already answered it. So we've been getting a lot of inquiries lately along with that 1130 process and the chain of command. There is times where you may run into a scenario where um, one of the intermediates or the approval that, as Major Fielder uh, just mentioned, has to sign it may be deceased. In that scenario, you know, we tell them to fill in the information and if you can provide an obituary. And then there's sometimes former commanders that just do not want to sign it for whatever reason. And, and we tell them at that point you can just put uh, that commander's information in there and, and a simple note um, wasn't willing to to even provide a recommendation yeah, or right. something at that at yeah. that point but um, that was really it with as far as the 1130 process yeah it, you know and I, I like the fact that you're working with folks right so you give them you give them some options here as they're working to process this because uh, at the end of the day we're trying to recognize soldiers for doing you know great things and not trying to be over overtly bureaucratic on our team it's it's almost exactly the opposite it's like hey how do we how do we get all this package so we can we can process it together? Um, hey, I, I'm extremely happy and and enthused that uh, that we got this done today. Uh, thanks for for all being here. You know, Grecky Chief and Dennis, um, you do a fantastic job supporting the Army. Um, you know, we don't always we don't always pat you on the back. You know, but uh, but I know I know the heavy lifting that you're doing to to do all all, all of uh, the above. Uh, of what we just talked about today. So thanks thanks for being here and, and being part of the team and, and taking care of soldiers. And, you know, hey, if we're going to leave everyone with, with a couple of thoughts, it's, hey, check out the website because the website has has everything. Um, you know, IPSA is right, right about to happen. So Chapter 17, you know, get in the fight, you know, and figure out, you know, the specifics. 
Um, and then, you know, if all that fails, you could probably call Grecky Chief and Dennis and they're going to answer your phone call and help you out. Yes, so. I'm the only one in global Grecky Fielder. Easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, yeah, coming to a close here, I uh, appreciate uh, you listening uh, to Tag Talks. Uh, looking forward to, to doing these uh, over the next couple of years uh, here in the tag. So, just Tag 63, signing off.